Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Keeping our faith strong in challenging times. In the book of Exodus, if you start reading Exodus verse 1, the Bible makes us to understand there that the Lord invited Moses and the elders of Israel, invited them to come and meet with him at the foot of the mountain. In verse 1, the Bible says, Now he said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship from afar. Moses and the elders did as the Lord commanded, and the Bible says that the Lord now began to give them instruction. And as he was giving them instruction, At one point in time, the Lord now said, I want Moses to come closer. I want Moses to be separated from that particular group and come closer because I have something else to discuss with Moses. By the time you get to verse number 12, the Bible tells, And the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you the tablets of stone and the laws and the commandments which I have written, that you may teach them. Verse number 13, Moses arose with his assistant Joshua, And Moses went up to the mountain of the Lord, and he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and all are with you. If any man has difficulty, let him go to them. Then Moses went up to the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. So in other words, what you will see from the verse of scripture that we've read, the the sections that we picked out to read, you will see, number one, there was a separation that took place. In other words, God separated Moses out of the group and asked him to come up to the mountain to have a closer conversation with him. Number two, we see a private meeting was demanded by the Almighty God of Moses. He said, Moses, there are things that I want to talk to you about that I don't want to tell the whole congregation. I don't want to tell the whole assembly of the elders that are gathered here. I want to have that conversation with you privately. The intention for the separation was that Moses will receive a commandment that the Lord God Almighty had written, the commandment by which the people of God will be guided. And then we now see that the Lord God Almighty, while he took Moses away, there was an interim leadership that was put in place. The Bible says in verse number 14, they said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and all are with you. If any man has any difficulty, let him go to them. In other words, I'm not leaving you without any accommodation. I have made provisions for you. I'll be going away having a private audience with the Almighty God. But at the same time, I left you Aaron and all who are able to meet with you, who are able to talk to you, who are able to settle whatever issue that you have going for you. And then finally, we saw that Moses departed from their camp, went up to the mountain, and the Bible says that the cloud covered that particular mountain. When Moses was having that private conversation, the Lord made sure that that private conversation was truly private. Now, by the time you start reading from verse number 25, and you go from chapter 25 all the way to chapter 31 of the book of Exodus, we now saw that Moses remained on the mountain. And on the mountain, the Lord started giving him instruction. 
Instruction on how to build the tabernacle. Instruction on how to be able to put the items that were supposed to be in the tabernacle. How to design them. How to lay them. How to arrange them. And at the end of the day, he now gave him the book of the law. The commandment that is written by the hand of the Almighty God. We saw that the meeting lasted for 40 days. The meeting that Moses had with the Almighty God lasted for 40 days. Where he received divine instructions as to how God wanted his people to be organized and how he wanted the church in the wilderness to be administered. And at the end of that meeting with the Lord, the Lord Almighty now gave Moses two tablets of stone that were written with his hands. If you look at Exodus chapter 31, reading from verse number 18, the Bible says, And when he made an end of speaking with him on Mount Sinai, talking about Moses, he gave Moses two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. So after that close audience with the Lord, after that time in the presence of the Almighty God, Moses came back with two tablets of stone that were written with the handwriting of God. In other words, after 40 days, Moses had something to show the people of God that he had been with the Lord. But that is not the story we are talking about this evening. The interesting thing is that when Moses was busy in the presence of the Almighty God, when Moses was receiving instructions from the Almighty God, when the Lord was opening the eyes of Moses to see how he needs to be able to administer the people of God, the people of God were growing impatient in the camp. And now chapter 32 of the book of Exodus opens with the situation that was going on in the camp at that point in time. Exodus 32, reading from verse number 1, the Bible says, And now, when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron, and they said to him, Come, make us gods that shall go before us. For as for these Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Very interesting conversation. There was a man who was invited to go and have an audience with the Almighty God. They knew that the man had gone up. They knew that he was having fellowship with the Almighty God. Because they saw the presence of the Almighty God upon that mountain that was covered with the cloud and the glory of the Almighty God. And yet, because he did not show up in 40 days, the Bible makes us understand that the people, they lost their faith. They lost their faith because Moses did not return. They lost their faith in the God. They lost their faith in the leadership. And they lost their faith in themselves. Because they were asking Aaron to build a molten calf for them that will lead them to the promised land. In other words, they had lost faith that Moses was not coming back. They lost faith in the God that brought them out of Egypt and they lost faith in their own ability to trust in the Almighty God. And the question is, why did the people lose faith so easily? Moses was only gone probably 40 days. He was gone for about six weeks. And they already lost faith. They saw how God brought them with a mighty hand out of Egypt. How he parted the sea for them. How he fed them in the wilderness. How the Lord has done miraculous things for them. And Moses was gone for 40 days. And they are already asking for another God that will take them to the promised land. And the question is, why did they lose faith so easily? Why was it so easy for them to depart from the presence of the Almighty God? Why was it so easy for them to give up on Moses because they did not see him? Just for 40 days. The Bible did not tell us. But let me suggest to you. That they lost faith easily. Because number one. There was no faith in the first place. 
you will notice that Moses was always coercing these people to follow the Almighty God. They, for some reason, they never really bought into the idea of working with the Almighty God. Number two, let me suggest to you that they did not even believe in God in the first place. It's not just that they did not have faith in the work of God, have faith that they were going to the promised land. They did not even believe in the God that was taking them to the promised land in the first place. And then number three, they lost their faith very easily because they had faith in the wrong thing. They were looking at Moses as the person, as a figure, as a physical person that they put all their trust in. So as long as that particular object that they trusted in was no longer visible, their faith diminished. And their faith was completely overturned. And also, when the man that they placed their faith in did not show up as they expected, when their situation became uncertain, when their source of security appears to be absent, when that particular thing that they continue to look up to, that gave them confidence that they were marching towards something, when that particular individual was no longer there, the foundation of their faith was shaken and they started looking for an alternative. And my brothers and sisters, that's exactly what is going on right now in our society. That's going on what's going on in our culture. Many have placed their faith in the wrong thing. Many, their faith is not focused on the Almighty God. The faith of many is based on transient and unstable faith. And now that we are in a very difficult environment, now that the culture is suffering from a particular joke from the pit of hell, the faith of many so-called believers in the house of God, their faith is now being overturned. Many are looking for prophetic declaration as to what God has said concerning the year. Now they want to see the end because they have no idea. Their faith is no longer solid anymore. Their faith is no longer anchored in anything, so they are looking for a word from heaven. And God is not a magician. God will not give you that word when you are asking for that kind of a word. Because it tells you you never believed in him in the first place. And that's why many are starting to look for what they want to believe. What they can anchor their faith around so that he can take them through this particular challenging time. And that is why we're talking about you as an individual, I as an individual, as a church, keeping our faith strong in challenging times. So when we talk about keeping our faith strong in a challenging time, what are we really talking about? We're talking about number one. What the psalmist says is a day that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. It means when you are talking about keeping your faith strong in challenging time, we're talking about knowing what you believe. Knowing what you believe. Because when you know what you believe, even when in troubling times, you have an anchor that cannot fail. Psalm 125 verse 1 that I said a few minutes ago said, They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. But abides forever. When your faith is strong, you are like an immovable mountain. That's what it means. When we talk about keeping your faith stronger in challenging times, we are talking about knowing why you believe, not just what you believe, but why you believe. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 tells us, He said, God is not a man that he should lie, or the Son of Man that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Has he spoken? And shall he not make it good? In other words, you believe God, not because of the things that you receive from him, but because he's a faithful God. Whatever he promises you, he is able to deliver. That's why we believe him. We know that he's the one who is able to save, the one that is able to deliver, the one that is able to take us from the challenges of the host of hell. That is why we believe. You must know not just what you believe, but why you believe. That is how you keep your faith strong. 
And that is what it means to keep your faith strong. And then finally, when we talk about keeping your faith strong in challenging times, we're talking about being convinced of what you believe in challenging times. The reason is because so many conflicting information will come your way. So many things will come that does not look like what you believe. But when you are convinced about what you believe, when you are rooted in what you believe, it will not disturb you, it will not trouble you, you will be unmovable. And that is what you see in a character called Abraham. In the book of Romans chapter 14, the Bible tells us in verse 19, it says that, And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced, verse number 21, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. In other words, when we talk about keeping your faith strong in challenging times, we are talking about you being convinced that regardless of what the world is saying, regardless of what the challenges that you are facing, regardless of what the conditions of the earth remain, the word of God remains true. And this was what kept Abraham going all the years when his promises were delayed. The interesting thing that came to mind when I read these two verses of scripture, Romans chapter 4, and Exodus chapter 32 was this. Abraham was a man that received a promise from God. And for 25 years, this man had to wait for the fulfillment of that promise. He went through a lot of ups and downs, but he had to wait for that particular promise. And here was a group of people traveling 40 days. Moses did not show up and they were already looking for another God. But here was a man that waited for 25 years and remained faithful to that same God. The question that comes to mind is that why was it that the faith of the children of Israel in the wilderness could be easily overturned because of the absence of Moses for 40 days and that of Abraham remained solid? What is the difference? Why is it that Abraham was able to walk with God 25 years even when he did not see the promise and the children of Israel were not able to endure the absence of Moses for just 40 days? What is the difference? Why? Why was one standing and the other one was easily overturned? Let's go back to Romans chapter 4. It gives us an idea of what kept Abraham going. Romans chapter 4. I want you to read verse number 21 again. The Bible says there, it says, I'm being fully persuaded, being fully convinced that he who had promised was able to perform. The reason, the difference between the two of them was what is called conviction. The conviction, the, the persuasion that the God that they are serving is a God that can never fail. The conviction that yes, the person who has called them is a person who is truthful, who is faithful, who can never disappoint. The difference between the two of them is the fact that they understood that the God who called them is a God that is not a fickle God. It's not a God that will be up today and down tomorrow. But it's a faithful God. Abraham, the Bible says that being fully persuaded that he who had called, that he who had promised was able to perform. That was the difference. Until you as an individual are fully persuaded about the God that you are serving in this particular challenging time. Until you are fully convinced about the God that you are serving, about his faithfulness, about his ability to meet you at the point of need. Keeping your faith strong in this challenging time 
is going to be extremely difficult. If you are not persuaded that God can hear you, if you are not persuaded that God can answer your prayer, if you are not persuaded that God is faithful to meet you at the point of need, if you are not persuaded that God is able to preserve you, that a thousand can fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, that it will not come near you, if you are not persuaded, you will live your life in fear and you will begin to look for another God that will lead you to your own desired promised land. The question then becomes, why must you keep your faith strong in these challenging times? Why must you keep it strong? Why must you keep your faith strong? The reason why you keep your faith strong, the Bible tells us in the book of Daniel, is that those who know their God, they shall be strong and they will do exploit. One of the reasons why you must keep your faith strong in challenging time is because that is the only thing that can sustain you. Because if you look around you, institutions that used to be a source of strength, a source of encouragement, a source of, a, of confidence for the people are now crumbling one after the other. The places where people put their trust, the individuals that they look up to, many of them are falling down right, left, and center. So the only way that you can be sustained in challenging time is to keep your faith strong and focused on the Almighty God. Number two, you keep your faith strong in challenging time because that's the only thing that can strengthen you. If your faith fails, you have no more hope. If your faith in the Almighty God fails, you are no longer able to progress. You will give up. And that is why you see a lot of mental health cases increasing right now because many have lost their faith and strength has departed. Why must you keep your faith strong in challenging times that we are in right now? Because it keeps you from drifting. It keeps you from vacillating up and down. Where you don't take one step forward and three steps backward. You are no longer drifting. You are not going just like somebody who is sitting on a ship that is just floating. But when your faith is anchored on the Almighty God, when your faith is situated in the word of God and you know for sure that the God that you are serving is a God that can meet you at the point of your need, it keeps you steady. You are not acting contrary to your own good because you believe in a God that is able to meet you at the point of your need. Why must you keep your faith strong in challenging time? You keep your faith strong in challenging time because it helps you to keep your focus. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. When your faith is not strong, what you will find is that you begin to roam around. That's when you begin to go to places you have no business going. You begin to talk to people you have no business talking to. You begin to assemble with people that you have no business assembling with because you have lost your focus. But when your faith is strong, your focus remains single to the Almighty God. Then number five, what happens? The reason why you must keep your faith strong in challenging times is because it is your faith that moves you to the next level after the challenge is over. He said, when I am tried, I will come forth as gold. It is when you are able to overcome challenging times as a result of a very solid and stable faith, that is when you can move to the next level. You have heard me say several times here that the challenging time that we're facing right now is an opportunity for God to move us to the next level. 
This is the season that God is preparing his people that he wants to promote. This is the season for the church to be able to enter into new territory. There are places that we could never have been able to get into. There are homes that we could never have had access to. But because of this opportunity and because we were prepared to take advantage of the opportunity, now we are into homes, into the lives of people that we will never have access to. Only those who are ready, who are steadfast, who keep their faith strong are able to move to the next level in challenging times. That's why you must keep your faith strong. And not only that, we must keep our faith strong in challenging times because our faith determines what we receive from the Almighty God. Bible says that he that comes to him must believe that he is and is the reward of those who didn't seek him. In other words, he is the one that will reward you in challenging times. If you do not lose focus. You keep your faith in challenging time because your faith determines your level. What you are going to enjoy. The access that God is going to give unto you. When you draw near unto him, he draws near unto you. He opens your eyes to see the things that you have never seen before. He moves you to a level that you have never been before. As long as your faith remains unshaken in him. That's why the Bible tells us, to say, if you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. And when your strength is small, there's very limited thing that can be offered unto you. And so that's why you need to keep your faith strong in challenging times. You need to speak to yourself that you are not going to fall by the wayside when others are crumbling. When the faith of others are failing, you speak to yourself and say, no, my faith will not fail. It determines how God responds to you. Because when you draw near to him, he draws near to you. But when you stay away in challenging times, then God will not be able to depend upon such an individual. And the access to the resource of heaven is not available to such an individual. The question then is, how do you, how do I, how do we as a church keep our faith strong in challenging times? How do you do it? Because a strong faith does not just happen. It requires your cultivation. It requires your building. It requires you to fortify it. The question is, how do you do it? In a challenging time. How do you make sure that your faith does not fail. When all the systems of this world. When all the situation around you start to crumble. How do you make sure that your faith is strong. In troubling and challenging times. When you look around you and the job appears to be unstable. When you look around you and the family seems to be in lack. When there appears to be no future. When Moses appears not to be coming down from the mountain. And there seems to be that you are stuck in the same place for the past 40 days. And you are beginning to be tempted to say, let's create our own golden calf that will take us to the promised land. When you are tempted to begin to look to other sources for solutions, how do you build your faith so that you can remain standing? How do you do it? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Reading from verse number 1. Hebrews chapter 12. Reading from verse number 1. The Bible says, wherefore? Seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight, and the same which does easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse number 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. In other words, to keep your faith strong in challenging time, the first thing you need to do is to remove every distraction that will make you to lose sight of your almighty God. Take away the distraction. Take away those things that take your attention or your focus away from the almighty God. Because what you see determines what you believe. 
And the more you see the Lord, the more your faith is built up. But the more you are distracted, the more the attention of the world draws you away from the presence of the Almighty God, your faith cannot be built when your attention is drawn away from the presence of the Almighty God. He said, looking on to Jesus, number one is to remove the distraction. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of weakness, let us lay aside every weight. The things that distract, the things that take away your attention. When you keep listening to the negative things throughout the media, there is a strong tendency that you will not be able to focus on the Almighty God. And that is why you say you remove the distraction. Those things that take your attention away from the Almighty God. Please understand, I'm not saying that we live a life of self-denial. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you begin to ignore the reality that is around you. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that you will say, in spite of all this, I know my Redeemer lives. In spite of all these challenges, I know the word of God is true. In spite of what is going on, I know the promise of God for my life is true. That is what I'm saying. You take away the distraction and you focus on the word of God. Number two, how do you build your faith in challenging time? You build your faith in challenging time by making sure that you remain pure. You remain holy. The Bible tells us there, it says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does easily beset us. Some of us, when we look at sin, we think it's just about the things that we do. But sometimes it's the state of mind. The sin of unbelief. The doubts. The questioning of the faithfulness of the Almighty God. Those are the kind of things that if you are prone to think negative thoughts or to have anxiety, is they keep them aside. Because the more you allow those things to be there, the chances of the word of God settling in your heart becomes more remote. And so for you to build the faith, number one is to remove the distraction. Number two is to live a life of holiness and to repent from the sin. Number three is to walk with God patiently. You see, and the sin which does easily be settled. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The challenges that we face today did not just show up overnight. These are things that have been built up over time. And it's going to take a while for us to get through it. But for you to remain in the presence of the Almighty God and enjoy the blessings of God, you have to walk with God with patience. So for us to remain standing, there is a need for us to walk with the Almighty God patiently. Yes, the job might not be coming the way it is, but patience walking with the Almighty God and God will meet us at the point of our needs. And then number four, how do we build our faith in this particular challenging time? We build our faith in this challenging time by keeping our focus on Jesus. Look at verse number two. It said, looking out to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, you keep your attention on the one who has done it for you. Keep your attention on the one who has come before you. When you are going somewhere and you are distracted looking around, there's a tendency that you might not get to where you're going. A person who is driving and keeps looking at the rearview mirror is getting ready to have an accident. And that is why you face the person that you have business with. Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And from that same verse, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. In other words, there's a level of endurance that is required in this particular time. Yes, we might not be able to walk around the way we want to. 
You might be required to put on some restrictions. There might be some limitations at the place of work. There might be some places that we might not be able to go. But you must be able to endure. The Bible says that we should look unto the one that has set an example for us. The joy of sitting at the right hand of the throne of God was in front of him. And because of that joy that was in front of him, he was willing to endure the cross. The same thing. Because we know that we are going to come out of this victorious, we should be willing to do what? Endure a little bit of discomfort. Because that is how you build your faith. The Bible says, when I'm tried, I will come forth as gold. But if you're not willing to endure the trial, how can you come forth as gold? Now, to do all this, for you to be able to keep your focus on the Almighty God, to remove the distraction, to walk with God patiently, to be able to endure, you must, number one, remain in the Word of God. Because without the Word of God, you are going to drift. Without the word of God, you have no anchor. Without the word of God, you cannot be able to determine your true north. So there is a need for us to remain in the word of God if we are going to build our faith. Number two, there's a need for us to remain in fellowship if we are going to build our faith. That's why we have made platforms available. We are utilizing all the social media channels to be able to make sure that we remain in fellowship with you so that your faith will not fail. And number three, how do you build your faith in challenging time? You build your faith in challenging time by remaining in prayer. You have to maintain communication with the Almighty God. The Bible says rejoice in hope, patience in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. And then number four, you need to be able to minister to order. Don't live a life unto yourself. There are people whose situations are more challenging than yours. When you reach out to those people, you are able to express the love of God to them. And as you express the love of God to them, the Lord Almighty makes you a conduit through which His grace will flow. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.